and we are recording now. So after some technical difficulties, we're back. Essential News Discussion Podcast, Episode 2. Uh, I'm Sterling. I'm Jose. I'm Everett. And uh, we're going to get right into it. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about ourselves as we go on. Um, but, you know, right now we're in a little bit of a time crunch. Honestly, we had some technical issues, like I said. So we're just going to get right to the news topics. Um, well, I'll give you a quick rundown. We're going to talk about the bombing in Beirut. Um, bombing might be the wrong word, but the explosion that happened. Uh, we're going to talk about defunding the police, the value of the U.S. dollar. We're going to talk about the Axios interview with Trump and then Black Lives Matter. So um, did you guys get a chance to see the video of um, the explosion in Beirut? Yeah, just uh, recently. It is terrible, actually. Yeah, uh, again, the, the probably the second largest explosion I've ever seen in my life, and that just means on video, with the first being the atom bomb. Um, Jose, you got a chance to see this too? I did, and, and it's it's unfortunate. It is uh, the the largest explosion after what I remember as as, as an 11 attack that I've seen. Mm-hmm. That was outside of a special effects Michael Bay type situation. You know, this is a real life event. Uh, dozens of lives were lost, and it's 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 unfortunate. Uh, it, it seems to have been an accident from from the preliminary reports that we've we've seen online. Um, it appears to have been a, a some sort of a pyrotechnics warehouse or or some sort of place where they produce fireworks or or, or something like that. And uh, I guess the stuff was stored improperly. There was a fire and you got the explosion. Yep. So I mean, uh, still developing news. I mean, this happened today, and uh, just for the record, that is Tuesday, August fourth. Um, at least for another hour or so. But um, that's pretty much all there is to say on that. Our thoughts and prayers are with those um, overseas. And uh, hopefully uh, the loss of life is as minimal as it is now and doesn't get uh, bigger. But um, let's go on to our second topic. This one I'm sure we'll spend a lot more time talking about. Uh, Defund the police. Um, You're going to learn a little bit more about us as we uh, do these episodes. Um, So the defund the police movement tends to be on the Democratic side of things. Mm -hmm. And uh, Everett tends to be our Democratic-minded contributor. So Everett, lead us off what you think about defunding the police. I think that the term is being misconstrued a little bit. Um, there should what be, does defund the police mean to so, you? To my understanding is that some of, the, some of the funds that are given to the police departments could be used in other ways for social services that could also assist in policing those communities. Well, here's my problem with that. When, when you say we're misconstruing it or people are misconstruing it, and, and that there's a, mis- a misconception of what it means. There shouldn't be. And, 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 the, reason, I agree. and yeah. the reason why is if, if you're going to brand something and call it something, call it what it is. Because whenever someone on the right side said something and they said, no, what I mean by this is this, you guys or the left goes completely nuts and starts saying, no, you see, they're backpedaling. They're saying this doesn't mean that and it really means this. Okay, if defund the police doesn't mean defund the police then let's call it what it is. I mean, let's call it diverting of funds. Let's call it police budgets are too big. Let's reallocation call it of assets. Reallocation of, reallocation of assets. Let's demilitarize the police. And that, Let, let's call it what it actually is. And, and then maybe more people is, will get behind This is literally global warming, but for the police. Right, I agree. Yeah, is, not, to make, not to make light of it, but it probably, that probably won't fit in the sign. Reallocate the assets. Yeah, but okay. What do we do? Get a bigger sign? Are we going to use words that no longer mean what they mean independently? Because if you break down the words, I mean, I guess technically you are defunding to an extent. Um, They took money away from them. You're right. Right. I'm trying to remember. They've already done this once, I think, in New Jersey, 
area. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember what city is. I remember that um, being alluded to, but I don't know what the end result was. Uh, I kind of feel like they had to abandon it just due to common sense. I don't think they abandoned it. I think that actually. So there's a city, there's a city in New Jersey that is not police. Not police. No. No, they took not, the money down to what? Like, how did they reduce it? I don't know how. I don't know how far. I need to research more of that. But yeah. I heard that it was, yeah. It's a little speculative, but yeah. we're we're talking about one city in New Jersey compared to the rest of the United States of America. Um, so my personal belief on this: don't come up with a policy that doesn't mean what it says. I mean, climate change, global warming. Global warming didn't have the same lasting effect when winter came. And people wanted to downplay the effects of all the carbon that we're releasing and pollution in the atmosphere. So they rebranded as climate change. It seems very popular to where the left comes out with these things that get your attention, they pull on your emotions. And then when you have a chance to analyze what it is that they're saying, you realize that logic doesn't go along with this. So it, it really does um, feel manipulative to play on people's emotions to get what it is that you're trying to get. And then later on, when it's found out not to be the case, you have the benefit of saying, well, at least I did this from a good place. It's kind of know that people don't really understand what they mean when they defund the police. Though. No, I don't. I didn't know what they meant when, until someone explained to me. Like, you really, defund means to take funds away. Right. But it usually means defund down to zero is my assumption. And there is an assumption on just about every word. It, so it, it isn't an incorrect assumption. Um, defund. Take money away. Yeah. It doesn't say take some money away. It doesn't say take all money away. So you have to figure out how much money are they talking about when they say defund the police. So the problem behind that is that the, the, the left seems to be allowed and get a free pass constantly on, on spreading misinformation. Every time they say something that's incorrect or not what it means, they get a free pass. They get to redefine. They get to redefine. They get to rebrand. If someone on the right says something that means something else and they mean something else by it, Guess what happens to them? Cancel culture. Yeah. I would say this, but if, if it was the opposite, there was two people who were liberal and one uh, person who was a uh, conservative here. Are you talking about the three of us? Yeah, I'm saying the uh, opposite. I think the argument would be the same because both sides did it. Nobody, it's not, it's not. A, it's can you not, give an example of the right uh, mislabeling a movement or something? The biggest one I can think of right now, we didn't, we didn't get to this part yet. Well, we have to talk about defunding the police, I guess. A little bit last yeah, time. Yeah, we think about uh, the first step back, right? So what is it? What, what is it? What's, what's, what's Trump's initiative where he let 3,000 people out of prison, correct? What is it called? Is it First Step? I don't remember the name. It's First Step, right? I don't recall the name on the top of my head, right. but yes. So I thought the way I was branded as police reform, but at the same time he was put out of jail, he... It was, it was branded criminal justice reform, which it was. Right. Here's the thing, though. Um, a lot of those reforms that were going on, they, the way they branded was, the way, they, the, the way it came across to me was that this had never been done before until until it was uh until he was in office right but the same bill was proposed in a different way when obama was in office and the only reason they passed it the only reason they passed it after the fact is because they changed one of the fundamental things in it which was not uh having to having uh, juveniles charged as adults right so it's the same thing if you say you reform it as it's the same thing like if you say that they're they're more focused on reforming the person, but they they kind of right misdirection. Right now, right now you're saying he did and we tried. That, that's that's not good enough. Results matter. Someone got results. Someone did it. At the end of the day, when people come, try to compare, let's we're we're going to talk about Corona in, 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 in a later topic. But right now, the left's argument is results matter when it comes to Corona. No, let's let's talk about what we're talking about now. Criminal justice reform. Mm -hmm. Results matters. They tried. A bill was introduced. It was similar, maybe. It had similar aspects, but guess what? They did not succeed. 
but it's a different it's, it's a little different atmosphere though because if it's all republican and we're, and we're arguing the entire time versus something where it was pushed through it's a different concept let's move the conversation forward on this specifically though yeah because we're arguing over the definitions of words and unfortunately um because obviously my leaning on this is defunding the police is a bad movement mm -hmm. for several reasons but if you're going to argue that defund doesn't have to mean all or nothing, it can mean somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Let's move over and say, okay, if we defund and take some money from the police, um, can you give us an explanation? Because you are on the side that is for doing this the right way. How would that work? So if the budget, let's say is $5 million for the police annually in a city, how would you defund the police and where would that money go um, to your understanding? Or can you give us a good example of that? The only the only example I've ever heard, and I don't remember where I've got where I've heard this from, is instead of them using money as far as more um, like uh, when we think about artillery using no not wars, as far as that aspect, to divert some of that money to like a social worker, somebody who's better trained to accompany police when they deal with people in general. That may not be a good example because are you <laughs> suggesting that uh, social workers serve no not warrants on no, criminals? I'm suggesting that maybe the the resources used to perform those kinds of things. So if a no-knock warrant costs $50,000, right. so give we, that $50,000 to social workers. Right, or somebody to, to, company, uh, to accompany people when they're going out to deal with uh, uh, people in illegal situations, basically. Or like things like the mental health. Which so like a domestic dispute? Exactly. They, they have, have those. Dispute, right? They have those. I, I, so there are cases, though, where domestic dispute actually has a high rate of violence. Um, to send a social worker into that environment, even if it is with the police officer, is to then put that social worker at an extended level of risk. So well, we're gonna it could also be user user training officers in the same in the same capacity. But then you wouldn't be defunding the police if you're training officers. That's a good point, I guess. You're, yeah, you're, so, you're, you're increasing police, police yeah. budget so, for training. So that's that's but where the money is. I think that I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think maybe the. The confusion comes from, I guess, because there's so much money diverted. The confusion parties. comes from yeah. defund the police. They, You're not defunding the police. In fact, we should be training up the police, which unfortunately does cost more money, but you're going to get police that know how to better handle certain situations. Um, mm -hmm. The other part of the laws that are um, passed and proposed is they're so reactive to what just happened that they don't see the bigger picture. So they tell police officers that they can't use chokeholds because that is... Um, how they killed Eric Garner, and that's how they killed uh, George Floyd. If you don't use those tactics and you still are supposed to stop a criminal, now you have to resort to head blows, uh, body blows, your, not just your taser, but lethal force now. Like You have to use the tools at your disposal. So now you can't use hand-to-hand -hand combat, and yes, it was used improperly. So the problem or the solution is not to ban the police officers that use these restrictive measures in the right way, but it's better to hold people accountable, even police officers, no blanket immunity, for the, the things that they do. And that's what we decided on last week with Breonna Taylor. I do um, think, I do think, uh, I'm sorry, say what you're going to say. Jose. Well, the, the problem with removing all blanket immunity is that you're, you're in turn going to create a, an atmosphere where we're going to have less people that want to be police officers. If, if stopping a crime or surviving the, their shift turns into, I may go to jail at the end of the night, I may not want to be a cop anymore. That's true. And, and the counter on that also is that 
um, the reason people are against training officers so much is because the way they train them, they're not regulated when they train them after the fact. It's like each department's responsible for their own training. So there's already a problem, you just magnify the problem. I'm not a fan of defund the police. I'm a fan of increased police spending and, and, and spending it the right way. You had a perfect example at bringing in what you called social workers to help train the police on how to respond to situations a little bit better. Social workers may not be the right thing, but I do believe police officers need further training and then the limited amount of time that they spend in the police academy. Yeah, emphasize on de-escalation, yeah. Yeah, emphasize on de-escalation. When you're in the military, for example, and I come from a big military family, a lot of my, I haven't served, but a, a lot of my relatives have. And they explained to me the way being in the military works. You, you, you do goof, goof off a lot of the time. There's, you hear all the goofing stories, but they train every day on how to do their job. That's true. The most skilled person in the military still goes to the shooting range every day and learns how to shoot. Yep. Or, or, or further and shooting ed education. Yeah. And, and, and that's just that aspect of their job. Every, every single MOS in the military trains daily or weekly you know? on how to do their job. I'm not saying police don't, but I don't think they train at the same level as our military, for example. They don't. They don't. And I also think, think that goes back to accountability. In the military, if you don't do your job oh, correctly, yeah. Yeah, it's, accountability it's a wrap. is at 110%. Yeah, it's, it's a wrap. Yeah, it's. Uh, any closing thoughts on this before we move on to the next one? I feel like we kind of wrapped it up pretty well, but um, you guys, any closing thoughts on defunding the police? No, I think maybe, I think maybe it is, like I said, it's been characterized wrong, and that could be. Let's do a fault. slight change. Yeah. Instead of a closing thoughts on there, let's do for or against and why. Oh, that's a good reason. Yeah. Um, I am for the, the concept of defunding the police only because the money is being used for things that don't benefit the community. Like tanks? You yeah. don't think we want the basket pizza? <laughs> uh, a local police tank? I don't think so. Okay. Right. Interesting. Uh, I, I, am, I am against, and, and I'm not against police reform. I'm for police reform, I'm anti defund the police, because you can't change you can't change the current culture. You can't change the way they handle business without increasing their budget to show them how to do things differently. Yeah, um, one point that I wanted to make that I didn't get a chance to in my closing thought is I am against defunding the police, and I will use what is happening right now. Uh, certain cities have had money taken away from the police department already in an effort to appease those that are for defunding the police. Um, and what that has caused is police seeking the um, funds through different means. Mm. And what that means is finding people for masks, finding people for not wearing their seatbelt, all of those little um, frustrations that you run into on a daily basis. And black people experience at a higher rate based on what we're told through the media. So if you're going to say that police are policing black people and minorities, uh, disproportionately, but then at the same time, putting more laws on the books, you're kind of creating a never-ending cycle. So I think we really need to figure out a way, how do we better police the laws that are already in place, allow for more freedoms, and um, uh, again, this goes back to my base thought of less regulation in general, but um, let's train them up so they're better at their job, let's pay them better so that they want to still be police officers since it is a difficult well, job. A different class of people. And then we move on. Yeah. So instead of defunding the police, let's do the opposite. Let's increase police spending and do it in the right way. And some of it can be reallocated, you know, like you said, someone in Omaha, Nebraska doesn't need a, a, a tank. tank. Yeah. I, I mean, once uh, the, the, the federal uh, government starts uh, doing some of the things that they're being accused of doing, you might be happy if local police has a tank, but who knows? That's true. But How moving about, on. Yeah. 
All right, so the next thing we're going to talk about is the value of the U.S. dollar. Um, I took the lead on this one. Normally, Jose goes over that, but the reason why is because this is something that has really caught my attention recently. Uh, Jose and I have a good friend who's uh, kind of opened our eyes more so than they were already open in regards to um, the way that the U.S. dollar is valued on the open market. So, um, you know, we're, we're going to just do the audio version this week as we continue to work out some kinks. But what we're looking at here is on our screen, we have price of uh, precious metals. Precious metals, of course, uh, being gold and silver primarily, but there's a few others. But gold and silver are very valuable because of their um, their uh, flexibility and their ability to be used in different ways. Um, and they've just always been a standard for um, value. So gold is at, or actually it's near, it's at all time high. And uh, it broke $2,000 today, even though it is, I don't know where it is right this moment, but it did break 2000 for a little bit as it continues to trend upward. Silver's um, at an all time high over the last uh, handful of years. And um, it looks like they're gonna continue. The reason why it looks like they're gonna continue is because you have money in the middle, on the far right extreme, you have uh, precious metals like gold and silver. On the far left extreme, you have even less um, fiat currency in the form of cryptocurrency. So Bitcoin is up as well. So the common factor is gold's up, silver's up, Bitcoin's up, cryptocurrency's up. The value of the dollar is going down. So because we measure both of those in U.S. dollars, that is really what we should be focused on. So. I know that the U.S. dollar is going to be devalued more, and that's my reasoning uh, for it is because we have this oversupply of U.S. dollars that we printed and uh, put into circulation as we navigate these tough times. So um, I'll turn it over to whoever is interested in talking on the money subject. So I, I think there's a little bit more going on here than, than meets the eye. Um, and, and this is just speculative. I don't know these things for a fact, but we have a coin shortage right now. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have been making their own uh, conclusions on why we have a foreign shortage. I don't think it's just precious metals that, that are going up. I think metals, period, have been going up. And not because they're becoming more scarce or because they're harder to, to, to find and produce. I think they're, the, the reason is the same reason for everything else. People have been furloughed. People have been, have been put at home. I don't think a, a, a silver craftsman is an essential worker, you know, or... or any of these smiths that, that work on metal, they're not essential workers. So overall, the prices of metals have gone up. Apparently, we've been we furloughed our, 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 our staff at the mints that, that make our coins. So that's part of the reason why some of these some of these prices of metals are going up. So yeah, part of it is the, the, the value of the dollars going down. And, and I think part of the reason why we stopped producing coins is because I don't think in, in the near future we're going to need fragments of a dollar because the dollar isn't worth enough to, to have fragments of it be, be worth enough to, 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 to use and, and as currency. But I, I just say overall, um, metal, metal prices are up because there's less people making it. That's interesting. I have a comment on there, but I didn't know if Everett had any contribution into that. Um, no, not Never really actually. Um, so my thought process with the coins not being made is circulation comes into play. Um, the money's not being spent, like the physical, tangible money. Uh, you can't go out to restaurants anymore, and that's typically where um, you pay cash is when the bill comes, you put the cash down and you tip. But now if you order takeout, you have to order on your smartphone, you have to order on your computer, 
Obviously, you're going to use some form of digital currency, which is typically through your bank pay or whatnot. Um, and people are ordering on Amazon. So, I mean, the rate at which people are spending cash dollars and coins has dropped significantly. And uh, the velocity of money overall has also gone down just because you have people that are furloughed and everything. The contactless world. Is so, it should be a lot to do. I've also right now, and I'm thinking about it, that so this is the this is one of the lowest times of the dollar itself. And it's also. It's getting lower, yes. I don't know where the dollar ranks as far as um, all-time lows, but uh, I was listening to uh, Peter Schiff, and Peter Schiff, um, he got um, pretty famous in the 08 crisis because he's always been a big believer in gold being undervalued. And, of course, it took a big jump um, in 08 after that because people realized that people were trading, um, you know, they're betting on bad loans and, uh, it just mm -hmm. kind of, it had to catch up with itself because it had been over a period of a decade or almost a decade where, um, money was put into circulation and just a whole lot of different things. But in this particular situation, the government, which does not produce money because we have to look at it different producing and printing money are two different things. Government does not produce money. They print money. So when they print money and they create an influx of supply, we all know the simple laws of supply and demand. When you have increased demand and you have a low supply, you can have low, uh, hyperinflation or maybe not hyperinflation, but you're going to have a significant amount of inflation. Mm -hmm. Another way of doing that is if you don't have the increased demand, have the increased supply. So now there's an increased supply of the currency, the money that we use to spend to buy the goods. That there is the increased demand is because there's now the same amount of finite goods for the most part, but there's an abundance of money. So that's where it comes into play where we're giving people money to not work. And the amount of people that are below that $20 an hour level, they're earning $20 an hour to not work. So in all honesty, if you make $25 an hour, most people will take $20 an hour to not work as well. So you have people that aren't contributing into the economy and they're getting at, near, or above what they would have been getting while they were working. I don't know the solution to this problem because we did have to try to figure out what the best way was to move forward. But um, as it looks like we're doing another round of uh, stimulus checks, we're going to be printing some more money. So the price of gold, which is almost at $2,000 or right around there, price of silver, they project these numbers to keep going up, um, at least in the near future. And uh, this is kind of happening a lot sooner than they thought, which is making a lot of people um, a little concerned. So, hey, I mean, I, I think it's a good time to, um, despite prices going up, to, to invest a little bit into as much precious metals as you can. I'm not a guy who likes jewelry. I'm wearing a little something on my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's the perfect time to, to kind of put some money away in, in, into these precious metals. And Not even just precious metals, but cryptocurrencies. Um, I, I want to, like, <laughs> I got to emphasize this without trying to say the sky is falling. But your dollar right now is better off in something that's worth a dollar. Because when the dollar goes down in value, that's something that you have that was worth a dollar is now worth two dollars. To be realistic, I would think that you need to invest something right now like real estate, something that's going to be yeah, stagnant. absolutely. Um, real land, estate, real land estate. that you can produce on. So right. if you if you buy land and maybe there's a building, you knock it down and you build an office of some kind that is going to be viable in the future with coronavirus. That is, I don't know exactly how that looks, but you got to factor that in. Or it's land that you can produce food on. Because I think we're going to have to reallocate the way that our um, distribution channels work. And we saw what happened the first time that happened. When coronavirus hit, schools shut down, restaurants closed. Those trucking companies that grabbed all the food from the farmers and took it to those places, they had nowhere to go. 
people, a lot of people like to, when, when things, times get tough, they, they, they like to put their attention on real estate. But the fact is that homes aren't, aren't a good investment right now when the economy's bad because buildings depreciate. Land does not, especially land you can produce on. Homes will start losing value over the next couple of years if the economy continues on the trajectory it's in right now. And for the simple fact that no one needs the real estate that's on it. The land itself will never depreciate. The building that's on it will. So by default, if you buy a home for $300,000, if the economy continues in the same trajectory that it's on right now, you, you, you will lose value in that home. But if you, if you buy 20 acres and you, you have a tiny mm-hmm. home that owns those 20 acres, those 20 acres make up the majority of what you paid for your purchase. That's true. That's not going to depreciate. I agree with you. But it's a little bit of a double-edged sword too, right? Because if you can hold on to it long enough, it'll, it'll be worth more than you bought the house for originally. If you, hold it, if you go into it for long enough. Ho- hoping that things bounce back. Yes. Yeah. I think they will bounce back, but I would rather not make an investment that requires me to hang on to it for 10 years. Yeah, if you can afford it. You right, yeah, there you go. There, there's there's a caveat. It's not, it's a, yeah. yeah, so I like to try to focus on ways that we can get a return maybe in under a five-year window typically. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, didn't have a, I don't have a lot of disposable income, but I bought a couple hundred dollars worth of silver. And, you know, at this point, it's up 20% from the price that I purchased it at. Well, so money well spent. Exactly. So I know that that is on an upward trajectory, so I'm not going to sell while it's on that upward trajectory. I need to figure out by the end of the year if silver is going to cross $30. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little aggressive, but I think that it can definitely do it. And then the long term, like a year to date from today's date, $50 is the objective. Like I, I do think that there's going to be some drastic um, changes. And typically what we notice is um, the, the powers that be, the CEOs, the government officials, everybody that has these larger sums invested in different markets, whether it's commodities or the stock market, mm-hmm. they typically will give you a little bit of misdirection. It's, it's nothing more than like a basketball player when they're holding the basketball they take a step to the left with their left foot. And then when they get the defender to move, they go to the right. Mm-hmm. So they want to get all of the money out of their hands when the music stops for another analogy. So um, unfortunately, it's a it's a kind of a cutthroat business. I mean, you're investing in money and, you know, you have to be able to discern what is real information and what is not real information. That's true. And um that, that's where kind of these kind of thought processes come no, the, into play. The problem is it's almost hard to predict. It's almost impossible to predict unless you're at the very top of it. We can see things coming ahead of time. You can try to predict it, but you're going to be off a little bit. To a certain extent, I think Jose hit the land, the hit it right on the money, like land that you can produce on. Mm-hmm. Um, precious metals that are going to increase against the price of the dollar. I even had a, a higher level conversation with our friend Phil, so shout out to Phil, about um, investing in utilities. Because everyone's going to need energy. You're going to have to buy electricity, gas, water, whatever it may be. That price of gas, water, and electricity is going to go up compared to the U.S. dollar, which is how we all pay our bills. If you can somehow invest in energy futures, and the thing that I learned is you typically have to have pretty deep pockets to invest at a reasonable level, um, you should do it. So, you know, little things like that. Um, I'll take a quick breather just to go through and say that we do have multiple pages on EssentialNewsDiscussion.com on our website. Everett does our entertainment page. I currently manage the money page. So our money page is fed through Facebook and it's a Facebook page called Money Matters. And then Everett manages his entertainment page through Twitter, which is uh, your art is a mirror. He converted his personal account to that. And uh, we're working on growing both of those brands as well. And uh, Jose, as our MC, is just going to continue to be our personality, taking us on to our next topic. All right. So let's take 
Let's go on from the value of the dollar to the coronavirus, and also we're gonna tie in the Axios interview with <laughs> my guy. If you can see that number forty-five, listen, I'm not a fan of what happened with 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 uh, my boy Trump on this Axios interview. But did he get set up? I I honestly do think that Maybe. that he was he. The whole ten minute interview. When they had printouts. <laughs> well, printouts with with, with, oh, fucking, with uh, the, 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 the charts on it. It's crazy. The, the man, the man is under the impression that the whole uh, mainstream media is out to get him, and I don't think he's wrong for the most part. But he was approached by this by this guy and uh, reporter, the, a report, reporter, reporter, journalist, what, what, whatever, a, a journalist, <laughs> whatever, you, whatever, whatever job title he wants. But he he he's coming from. From an HBO brand. Are you discrediting him? No, not at all. <laughs> I just think it's funny. We asked questions. He goes, hmm, do you think that? Are you, are you sure? <laughs> but if you, R. Kelly, hey, read, read the back. <laughs> to, to, go back to go back to, to what I was going over, HBO is what he saw. HBO was approaching him to have a sit-down interview. He doesn't see HBO as CNN, as, as MSNBC, or the mainstream media who was out to get him. Little did he know that this guy came in with loaded questions just to look they, were questions. they were questions. They were regular questions. They were regular questions. Wait, what made them loaded? Yeah, I'm serious. <laughs> He's, he was steering them. He was steering them down the path to make himself look bad. And you yourself have, 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 have admitted this off, off, off the record. I did. I'll, I'll answer that more in a minute. But uh, <laughs> I'm not going to defend the guy. He obviously has some shortcomings. And, and despite what you saw in his interview, he's still the better option over Joe Biden. But anyways... Go ahead and uh, share your thoughts on it. You're right. You did do a lot for black people. Yeah, so the, the interesting observation that I made right off the bat was that Axios was the provider of this um, interview, and uh, maybe I should be more well-versed in the news medias out there, but I guess Axios is related to Vox in some particular way because I think Vox was the headline on the article that I clicked on, did a little reading. I watched about, I don't know, 66% of the video, I think, give or take, six minutes of a nine-minute video. But it gave me a really good idea that um, Trump does not get it. <laughs> um, he is smart in certain ways, and that can't be denied. I mean, you can't turn a million-dollar um, start into a billion-dollar business without being smart in certain ways. But in other ways, he is he is not as um, he is not as sharp. So there were times where he was asked, and I just want to say this one part before I know Jose has something to add. Um, he was asked about the crowds at his rally, and um, they were talking about <laughs> 19,000 people being in close proximity. He does have and, the size complex. And, <laughs> and he corrected him. He goes, actually, it was well over 20,000, and everybody had a great time. <laughs> and, and he had to say, and he had to say, like, Mr. Trump, that's not, uh, that wasn't the point I was making. I'm talking about the coronavirus and the risk to everybody that was there. And it was just a really funny uh lack of awareness moment that um does happen from time to time r.i.p herman king yeah that's yeah. Weird, weird timing on that that's true yeah well the, he was at that rally that, that was. oh that's right the, the related at the rally correct um excellent businessman correct yeah no we we shouldn't uh he was definitely unfortunately a laughing point to a lot of people um during his life but um that belittles his accomplishments and um, you know, we should get into that a little bit more if we can. But this is a side note. I know I don't want to take too much time, but we got to really stop um, belittling people because of political beliefs when they've accomplished great things, especially black people. That's what I agree. Yep. 
hundred percent. It's, it's a huge problem. We're going to end on Black Lives Matter, so that could be a transition, but I don't want to transition no, just yet. No, um, I mean, it's, it's disgusting the way the, a, a lot of the left, uh, and I'm not even going to call the media. It's, it's mainly when you go on social media sites and you see the comments under the media articles. I agree. The way, the, it's the, the people that identify 100% with the us versus them. Right. Like, even in death. Like, that's, that's absurd. It's, it's too much. It's absolutely disgusting. The memes, the ridicule. that, that And this, this, is, this guy has done a lot in his lifetime. He's, he's a very successful black business owner. Mm-hmm. And, and you have largely these, these liberals who, who are mostly, if you look at the comments, and I don't want to make this a race thing, but it is. It's a race thing. It's, it's these white liberals who are out marching with Black Lives Matters, making fun of a dead black successful business owner. Just, agree, because he, just because of his political affiliation. And uh, to go off on that tangent a little bit further with you, if you read about Stokely Carmichael, right? Those kind of, those, those kind of guys who did the Black Liberation Movement, they were, they, they told us to be weary of being in coalitions with people who don't really have our best benefits at, at heart. That's a big thing. Believe me, we're going to talk about that in our next topic as well, because that is a hundred percent accurate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little uh, scare over here with the. But we we mentioned the Axios thing. Let's 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 go back to the original part of this topic, coronavirus. Sterling, give yeah. us your thoughts currently on what's going on with with the pandemic. Uh, yeah. So since the pandemic started, and I was a little skeptical initially, then I started seeing the reports, and then, then I was concerned. I was like, man, I, I was wrong, uh, and. To an extent, both are right. I, I was skeptical, correctly so, but I was also wrong in some regard. Coronavirus is obviously definitely real, but one mm-hmm. thing that I've done in um, doing essential news discussion is now it'll be month four in August. Here, after one week into the new month, I look at the CDC numbers from total deaths, and I look at um, where we are this year in comparison to 2018. Reason why I chose 2018 is because when I first started looking, 2019 wasn't 100% available through the CDC, so at least 2018 was. And the nice part is 2018 was pre-COVID-19 because it is related to 2019 with that date. It doesn't have 19 in it. Exactly, correct. (laughs) Uh, So uh, we look at 2018 numbers, we look at 2020 numbers, and we see that the numbers are very similar. So the only problem with this is that it doesn't give us an exact figure, but it just helps us to put this uh, crazy fear and irrational fear that the media wants us to have so that we continue to tune into them and give them all of our attention, which of course equals dollars for them. We need to be able to put everything into perspective. And I think that this does provide that perspective. I have a lot of people that push back, say it's not about deaths. They say that the numbers are skewed. They just try to poke holes, but in every attempt to poke holes at the information, um, they, they don't appear to be satisfactory. I have not had anything of a legitimate conversation that proved to me that it is not useful to know how many people are dying in totality this year compared to 2018. That, the problem is because cases are, are, are the highlight. Those, those are what people can, can point at and say, hey, we're doing terrible because of cases. It's what's being politicized. Right now, if you count deaths versus cases, there's not a real big deal happening here right now. Are we talking about cases specifically coronavirus? Of coronavirus cases in general. No, cases of coronavirus. Death in general. You, you're talking about two different statistics right now. Yeah. I'm talking about deaths, and Jose, I think, took the conversation over to cases. Well, right? let's, let's go back to death in general. Sterling, when you were doing your research on what the numbers were in 2018 versus 2020, did you look at 2017? I did. Uh, were the numbers in 2017 lower or higher than 2018? Again, the margin does matter. They were slightly lower in 2017. How about 2016? 
off the top of my head, I do not remember what 2016 was because we're getting well, further and further well, away from I'll, relevant I'll, data. I'll do one better. I did the same research. I did it over the last 20 years. Every, oh. every, every year over the last 20 years. So wait, I've been doing the research and you've been doing the research. Why don't you just give me your research? Every yeah. year for the last 20 years, the margin of, of, of total deaths has gone up a couple percent. Okay. 2020 is the first year in that time span. So let's call it since 2000. Mm -hmm. That the total number of deaths year to date aren't higher than they were last and year. Ask this: this is, a, this is a serious question because I know this is the probably primary, the primary, the primary thing people use to poke holes in that data, right? How do you account for people not being out as much as before? You you don't you don't and and but the the whole thing is that that's a big deal though. It, it is a huge deal. Let me it, say it one is thing a huge before deal. you get into it because the numbers are lower this year than they were in 2018. They should be though. But, right, so they should be, and they are. So, right, we, so, how, but, but, so how does that relate to coronavirus? If, so, if, it relates to coronavirus because for the, for, the, for the beginning portion of the year when mm -hmm. corona first became a thing, yeah. we didn't have tests. We didn't have any clue on who had it and why they had it. People were dying early on, and people forgot that the 2019 to 2020 flu season was supposed to be a really bad flu season. It, it, I hate it, talking projections. It, it, I really hate talking I, 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 I don't like, yeah, I don't, I, I'm not a fan either, but we were supposed to have a really bad flu season. Early on, we didn't have tests for Corona. So a good portion of the scheduled deaths that we would have had this year for the flu were counted as Corona deaths. Why? Because coronavirus was a, was a thing. It was being publicized in the media and people were dying from the flu at the time, but they couldn't identify whether it was the flu or Corona. Corona was the, the, the new thing from China, and all of a sudden, people stopped dying from pneumonia, people stopped dying from the flu, people they stopped dying from the flu. I mean, I get what you're saying, that's a good point to make, but it's not, the question I'm asking is, if the deaths were lower this year, and less people were out involved with this, So what, how does what, that what type of deaths don't happen with people not being out? The number one would be car crashes, in that's my true. opinion, right? Car, probably not airplanes, no, not airplanes, not airplanes, like car crashes, that kind of thing, you're right. right. Yeah. So car crashes account for about 30,000 Americans, give or take, on a yearly basis. Okay. Um, you have murders and other things like that, but I don't feel like murders and other things were down for a prolonged period of time. I do feel like they were down. They were, they were down they for were a down. couple months. Yeah. Yeah. Then they went up, but no, but they, yeah, they were down for 60 days, and then everybody's getting, you know, what's that, cabin fever, essentially, and then, you know, everybody's high stress and when they have these interactions it does lead to more violent interactions which of course increases murder but the difference in the last uh post that i made um i'm gonna go see if i can find that statistic here i think this is the last one so in 2020 this was on june 18th so this was a june uh month update uh a year-to-date average of 6925 deaths per day in the u.s from all causes in 2018, an average of 7,778 deaths per day in the U.S. from all causes. That's a big difference. Every single day, 800 people more were dying in 2018 than now. Um, on the Twitter account, Essential News Discussion, or at news underscore discussion, the link is there for cdc.gov. All you do is you use the date of June 18th, you count out the days from January 1st, divide that by the total number, and of course, all the information is there for 2018 as well, if you uh, go back and do the research. So that was a total of about 2.2 million over uh, 2018. I think I point this up. Wait, what'd you say this now? Uh, about 2.2 million people died over I 2018. I do gotta point this up. Yeah. That uh, 
is the average of two of like two million people who die from car crashes. Too. It's like thirty thousand. I'm looking right now. It says thirty-four thousand thirty-four thousand crashes a day, one hundred and two per day. Uh, one hundred and two. No, I'm sorry. Day. I'm sorry. I'm wrong. I had it backwards. Killing thirty-two thousand a year, injuring two two thousand yeah. people. Yeah. So I was pretty spot on with my number. Pretty probably, pretty probably. Nice. Yeah, right. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah, they really. I know you're trying to catch me in a in a mistake there, but no, I'm trying to validate. And, 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 and another, yeah. In another point of view. Um, so based on that data, 800 people a day, we're going to have a uh, right around 300,000 people live this year that, <laughs> yeah. that otherwise wouldn't have That's true. any if, other if year. 2018 replicated itself. We're, we're not reproducing at the same rate either. So that, that, those numbers are going to level off. Uh -oh. I kind of feel like we're headed down a conspiracy theory. Uh, no, no conspiracy theory. There's, uh, I know I'm not having more kids. It's just too expensive. Well, we're, 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 we're all in, uh, in a different place than, than, than an average American. I'm, I'm talking about single people. Single people aren't going out. They're not going on dates. They're not having one night stands. Yeah. These things aren't happening. So so babies aren't being produced. Married people are still having babies. You know, people in serious relationships are still having babies. I'm not. Uh, that's you. <laughs> We're not trying to convince you to have a baby. <laughs> What's happening right here? What's going on? Intervention? No, I don't want them. You don't answer my text messages, and according to your your uh, Let's move earlier, to the next subject. you don't Why answer my baby. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Uh, but yeah, no, um, yeah. the coronavirus death total is a really good measure for where we are now versus in years past. So yeah, car crashes, whatever other causes of death might have normally been higher, it's not that big of a difference. Now I'm going to give one caveat here. When I started doing this in May, in 2020, the year-to-date average was just over 8,000. Obviously, in 2018, the number stays constant because there's no adjustments being made. 7,778 versus eight, just over 8,000. I think it was 8,200 if I'm not mistaken. And that was in May. So that was when I realized, I was like, oh man, we are actually a little higher. That's actually 500 more people. You know what? What's your thoughts on that? I think that maybe- Because should, it slowed down from May right, I think June. maybe you should do it again next year. You know for sure. I, I do plan on having the site. So, I mean, I've been yeah. doing it for three or four months in a row. Yeah. I think I'll just keep it going. Final thoughts on coronavirus for the week. Um, I, and in your final thoughts, I do want you to include uh, a, a kind of sequel to one of last week's topics about the, the 12 doctors and the, the African lady. Yeah. Some change I don't know about. Uh, I, don't, I, I did watch something that was pretty funny, um, but I, <laughs> I, I don't know if it was newsworthy, but it was engaging. I'll talk about it. Sure. Well, go ahead. Include it in your final thoughts. Um, I, I don't know if it was a CNN reporter or not, but um, the CNN reporter that went to go interview the um, African doctor who uh, spoke on demons having sex with people. demon sperm yeah, yeah while they're sleeping spirit wives um, yeah spirit wives spirit husbands <laughs> the, the cnn reporter went to her practice in houston to do a follow-up interview and he was clearly trying to you know be like hey do you really believe that like don't you want to backtrack on your sentiments and she was like, no, <laughs> I do not want to do hey, that. You know what? For the record, and, and my name is Stella Emanuel. Hey, you know what? I, I like her more than the African lady. Hey, I like her more than I like her more than Yeah, she, she stood I like, her I like her more than And you know what? She, she said a really interesting thing. She said, I bet if those people that want to laugh at me and make jokes were here, and I were to try to cast those demons out of them, they would probably start writhing around on the floor, twisting. Uh, you know, because I am a warrior for Jesus, and I want to see it happen. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? She has a hundred percent faith, and the guy tried to give her a chance to backpedal, and she doubled down. She said, 
I love every article that you guys post about me because I have more people reaching out to me, more opportunity to spread the word, and I've gotten more followers because of Hey, it. shout out to her real soon. What's her name again? Stella. Stella Emanuel. Stella Emanuel, I'll say this about her. She, I still don't agree with those. All the best to you. Shout out, beliefs, shout out to you. All, all, standing behind all, your beliefs. All, yeah. the, all the best to her. She, she has a very strong belief system, and her spirituality is unmatched. But I will say this. A lot of people are judging her based on her religious beliefs that she does incorporate into her practice. And I, I don't necessarily believe with incorporating your, your spiritual beliefs into medicine, but we also forget that she is a trained medical doctor. Medical she doctor. earned the degree of she, doctor. She earned a degree and she has been successfully treating patients. The people that we're taking these guidelines for haven't seen patients in probably 50 years. You asked me for closing thoughts and you kind of led me down something that I didn't plan on mentioning, but that wasn't engaging. Is it, um, is it fun or not? It's Corona. It's about Corona. <laughs> um, so Corona acts as like an accelerator is what I'm noticing yes. in all these stories. That's true. It's not like people are dying. Like they oh, I got sick with the coronavirus. It's like they had the flu. They had pneumonia. I've read some where people had lupus. It, it's I like don't AIDS. know exactly it's, what that is. Like, it's maybe like it's it is. very similar with what the is. HIV AIDS correlation. Exacerbates this, and, this situation. Yeah. And what's weird about this is there's a backstory to HIV and AIDS, but there's not really a backstory to coronavirus. The backstory is we think it maybe came out of the Wuhan uh, uh, wet market. Sorry, I could have drew a blank there. And the reason why I drew a blank is because I really believe it came out of the Wuhan lab, which is like a stone's throw away from the wet market. And I'm not gonna say it was intentional. I can't also say it was accidental. It was either one of those two and it's just completely forgotten about. Let me ask but you this see. virus is behaving unlike any other virus we've ever seen in our lives. And we it's don't even, and right. if we can't identify the origin, I mean, this was the movie, like the, the plot to outbreak. This was the plot yeah. to all of these different movies about virus outbreaks. And you need to know where it originated from so that way you can better treat it. And here we are trying to figure out a vaccine in a short period of time as the only solution. So Ooh. it's just a little absurd. I would appreciate a little bit more honesty and it doesn't feel like we're getting that honest treatment, not from our government per se, because we know Trump is at war with China, but from the Chinese government. And I don't know what that solution is, but man, talk about a can of worms. I mean, our, uh, Hollywood's always been really good about having uh, art imitate life. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of these movies, I, I do think were subliminal warnings on, on, on the way things, they probably didn't know exactly about coronavirus or what have you but they, they, they had an idea of possibilities that could happen. A lot of these high-end uh, Hollywood producers are friends with sure. politicians. You know, they're, 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 in, they're in the same circles. Millionaires are friends with millionaires. Billionaires are friends with billionaires. That's true. You know what I mean? So these, these people are talking to each other. But what, I, what I'll say about the, your, your uh, speculation on the Wuhan lab is that who funded? Who, who, how did they receive funding? Is, is it oh, legal? are we now going into conspiracy a little bit? Is, is it legal for, for us to fund... Uh, experiments on viruses in, in foreign countries is it illegal it's, i would have to assume it is because i think that is what happened it's not it's not legal it's not for us to directly fund them so Here, we're wait, wait, directly wait, 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 funding. let me go on this tangent where y'all get where y'all started from because you said we, we funded good question yeah. um so there was man this is interesting because in January, there was an article. While I was still gainfully employed, I went to another coworker of mine and I said, hey, did you see this article? There are US professors 
I think there was one in the Ivy League school, if not a Mexican, I think it was Harvard. It was Harvard. And then there was another one in Texas. I want to say Texas A&M, but I could be wrong on that specific school. So there was at least two different professors who were getting direct payments from the Chinese government in the form of tens of thousands of dollars per month for their research that they were conducting in their local labs. So we found out about this and we arrested those professors. Okay, and I saw that, that and I said, wow, I said, that's essentially like some spy movie stuff. So yeah. I told it to my coworker and he was so consumed with our job. He was like, eh, I don't think it's a big deal, blah, 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 and went so, back to work. So lo and behold, now we have this virus outbreak. I do think that there's a connection there and I don't see enough people talking about it. There is a connection. And then, and back in 2014, Anthony Fauci under the Obama administration, was it 14 or 17? It was 14. Okay. Back in 14 under the Obama administration, Fauci approved funds that went to a third party. That third party turned around and gave those funds to that lab in Wuhan. So indirectly through this third party, we as taxpayers, Hey, the lab yeah. that were, that was doing experiments in, in, on coronaviruses. Got and, and that's documented. It's not documented that the coronavirus we're experiencing leaked from that lab. It is documented that that lab in Wuhan was doing experiments on coronavirus. They right. got him and they got us, basically. Because he probably thought, because the comment code is also coronavirus. He maybe thought they were coming. Right. It's a type of coronavirus. Yeah, treatment factor. Yeah, I don't know. think they got him. I think he's pulling the strings. But that's just me going down the rabbit hole here. Person of the year with Colin Kaepernick is that the award that you're trying to give him? Uh, yeah, him and someone else. Oh, Fauci and Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, 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 you killed a bunch of Americans. Let's give you an award. Oh, who did that? Who did? I'm just saying. You know, Fauci did. He didn't kill anyone, but he approved. Oh, the you're fund. talking about the funding. The, the, the funding. Them, the funding that went the dots, to the lab. Um, connecting the dots. I'm connecting dots. This is just okay. speculation. Conspiracy Jose. This, 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 this is the conspiracy corner. My views aren't representative of, of, uh, of essential news discussion. Just, <laughs> just as, as a record here. It's some good conversation. And we did talk about the uh, professors who were um, confirmed to be receiving payments from I China. Did, so I didn't read that article, but that's crazy. You remember that now, right? You didn't think about that until now? Yeah, I forgot yeah. about it. I read it like last January, week. January, right? No, I think I read it last week. Oh, they, like, no, that, that, that they arrested them last, yeah. last week, right? They might have done an update yeah, somewhere. But so. yeah, that, that's a pretty big news story that gets confirmed. Yeah, it's a pretty big news story. But let's move on. We're going on to the everyone's favorite terrorist organization. Terrorist. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny is I did post a um, link. I thought this was going to be like, <laughs> so I posted something in such a news discussion. I was like, you know what? Everybody can get behind this cause. This is going to be fantastic. I'm going to get so many likes and comments and you go essential news discussion. And I posted a essentially like a way to support getting the KKK to be listed as a terrorist organization. I support that. I agree. Yeah. I, again, I thought the same thing, right? So we're all in uh, agreement and I posted it and the first couple of comments were great. Like the first three, probably first dozen or so likes. And then I said, you know what? This is getting good response. So I boosted the post, right? You put 10 bucks out there, you get it out into the public and let them uh, see it. So then I start getting in the angry faces <laughs> and the laughter. And someone goes, make Black Lives Matter a terrorist organization oh, first or Antifa first. And it was way more comments in there for anti support like no support of putting the kkk on a terrorist list and i was truly just blown away i'm um, i'm in support to making both a terrorist organization 
I and, to tell us more. Yeah, uh, look, I'm 100% in support of Black Lives. I am 100% in support of making sure people know that Black Lives Matter. I am not in support of Black Lives Matter, the movement itself. And, yeah. and, and the reason why is how many millions or, or maybe billions at this point, I don't have any track. How many millions of dollars have they received? This is a good question. I don't know. Actually. What have they done for the Black community with those millions? Nothing. Absolutely. I wouldn't say nothing. No, it's nothing. It's nothing. They freed a couple people out of jail that got arrested for protesting. That's not nothing. That's nothing. That's, not nothing. That's nothing compared to how much money they received. How many schools have they built in impoverished black neighborhoods? How many black businesses have they helped? How many black neighborhoods have they uplifted? None. Where's the money going? I've seen in, that in post going around. How many, where, where's the money going? It's going in white pockets. You know that's, what? That's where it's going. So I have looked that up as well. And the problem is I can't find the information. And typically when that's the case, it's because the money's not going to the places that it's supposed to go. No, it's, 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 it's going into PAC supporting the, the, they, the, the Democrat nominees. They have been taken over and they have been turned into a political action committee. And uh, I even posted every uh, shared a post one time and it had the black fist in the corner. Mm. But I brought up to him, I said, hey, that black fist is actually a plant and it's growing out of a pot. And the pot was rainbow color to support LGBTQ. That's a big portion of Black Lives Matter. It hasn't always been. They, they have their they own. But, but here's the thing. The lesbian, yeah, but here's the thing. They have their own movement. They have their own movement. LGBTQ has their own movement. And to be honest, their movement is, is, has, has more traction and, and more support than the Black Lives Matter movement. Why, why combine the two? Let's, 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 let's focus on Black Lives here. The, the 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 rainbows don't need to be the, they don't need to be included. They have their own support system. They have their own their their own their own organizations. They have their own charities. They have their own support groups. I'm not saying we don't want LGBTQ support for the black community. I'm just saying, but, but want, they are a black they are a part of the black community though. There there's black LGBTQ people. A lot. Exactly. There 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 is a hundred percent. There's black. There's there's LGBT community of all shapes and, 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 and colors and ethnicities and countries and backgrounds. Right. So I mean, from that aspect, I can't get angry that they're included in that movement. I can't get angry about that. I'm not getting angry that they're being included. I'm being I'm I'm, I'm saying that the focus shouldn't be on that portion of it. It's a weird thing to all have. Black Lives Matter, not gay lives. All Black Lives Matter, not just the lesbian ones. But but, but black. Yeah, but you got to say just in there because you said not gay lives, which sounds. No, no, I'm not anti. Area. I'm yeah. not anti-gay <laughs> yeah. for the record. I'm just being, being clear. Yeah, but to be fair though, if it's a black or a rainbow pot, that includes everybody. No, it's a weird thing to do though. I mean, if your movement is Black Lives Matter, it it, it why shouldn't it be Black Lives LGBTQ Lives Matter? How come the black fist doesn't come out of orchard? I want more. This is weird. This is weird. This is fund the police doesn't mean to be included. No, but here's why because. Black Lives Matter, right? As a black male, we have a, a stigma attached to it, right? That we have, we go through a lot of heartache. We don't need to, right? But if you're black, and, but if you are, from my understanding, if you're black and gay or black and trans, it's magnified like tenfold almost. I don't think so. I I, I think I, being I, I trans magnifies it by tenfold regardless of your race. Exactly. No, I honestly think right. So but that's why there's but, 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 but that's why there's different movements for different things. But the point is, if you're black, also. Things are already magnified. That's the point. I, I disagree. I, I honestly think in, in 2020, because of how open our society has, has become with the LGBT community, a gay black man has less of a struggle than a straight black man. 
I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. Because, right, you, we're, we're straight black men, right? And think about the things we thought black gay black was growing up. That's us. That's no, what that's, that's within, that, that's within that's our community. That's the general mindset of, that's black, within, of black people in general, bro. That's within our community. I'm, not, I'm saying generally. Generally, basically, white America's perception of, of a black, of, of a gay black male, they're welcome. They're 100% welcome. Uh, New York Times had an article, and I know I get a lot of my information from the title of the article before I read it, just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. But this one says, racial justice groups flooded with millions in donations in wake of Floyd death. So this is a 2020 article. I want to say it was around June that this was written. Um, Progressive and racial justice groups have seen a cascade of donations since George Floyd's death and the ensuing protests. Bail funds alone have received $90 million. Seems like a lot. And then I'm scrolling, just looking to see uh, for some additional. uh, So to see millions of people give millions of dollars creates hope out of this moment. Uh, President of Higher Heights, a group dedicated to building the political power of black women, and which saw a spike of 15,000 donations in two weeks, about 10 times more than usual. Um, They just talk about all the money that's come in. So the, the site's four biggest days ever came consecutively this month as it processed more than $250 million to various progressive causes and candidates in two plus weeks, according to a New York Times analysis of the site's donation ticker. So to Jose's point, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. This is in June of 2020, and they're saying over a two-week period. How many liberal black politicians are benefiting from That's a great question. We get next month. Right, but... So what did they do with the money before they were getting 10 times the amount they were getting? And what are their plans before? Because I can go to their website and I can yeah. talk, I can see where their mission is to eradicate white supremacy. How do you do that? You can't even get a, a movement of people to sign a petition to make the KKK a terrorist organization. So if you're not going to be able to change people's belief system by donating money to minorities and people that um, get attacked, what do you do with this money? Like you use it to nominate political figures and uh, the political figures say, wow, this, this movement can raise a quarter of a billion dollars. Mm -hmm. Of course they're going to use that to their advantage. I mean, like this mission is so vague to eradicate white supremacy and build local power to intervene in violence inflicted on black communities by the state and vigilantes by combating and countering acts of violence how do you combat and counter acts of violence? Yeah, do you know? Do you know? Do you know why I'm against Black Lives Matter? As I speak on this, I'm because I'm for Black business. If you're focusing on just trying to argue the fact that Black Lives Matter, why don't you prove the fact that Black Lives Matter? Go give Black people opportunity to exactly. employ other people, whether they're Black. I mean, like I don't employ you guys. We work together, but this is an well, opportunity. Hopefully, well, hopefully, on the flip side of that. Hopefully, if you know where that money went, maybe it went to buy a candidate. 
And I know that sounds awful to say, but that's what every other group does, though. But okay, so here we are. Two hundred fifty million dollars. It's was a month later, June, but it's a month and, later. And, we're, so, right, so, and, we're, and our and the, and that candidate is Joe Biden. Yeah, we're we're, we're using it this money. We're using. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the presidential nomination will be cost you way more than fifty million, right? Maybe this, this is in two weeks. No, this, know, but maybe and this is just one period. No, you're hundred percent right. It'll cost you more than that. But it's contributing towards it. It's contributing towards it. So we're we're raising Black Lives Matter is raising all this money to donate to an old white guy. I don't think so. What about, Why don't you what about so? local, local elections and representatives? That's what really matters to us, right? So we don't know what happens next. It's, been, it's literally been a month, y'all. It's, it's two been months a month. Two it's months been now. a month since what? Since, of what? Since this, right? So we took all the money involved. We don't know how many more local black representatives and things were put in and place. And you know what? We won't know. Because, because they don't have to report it. They don't have to tell us what they did with their money. And to be real with you, if I was a person who was beholden to a group, just like every other group, I wouldn't want you to know it. So, so tell me this, do you think it's to combat white supremacy, like the mission statement says, do you think it's better to donate that money into, into politics or do you think it's better at elevating the black neighborhoods? What do you mean by that? Though? Elevating black neighborhoods is uh, providing education, providing job opportunities, allowing, them, provide allowing black communities to earn the money to you, you support You can't have themselves. white supremacy so if, if we're using our resources to level the playing field. Um, you could get into that if you wanted to. I'm saying provide education in the sense of if you go into a predominantly black school, hey. you'll notice that the lights are kind of falling down. They're very dim. The paint needs to be redone. LeBron James isn't one of my favorite you know, people in, in the world, you know, but, but he accomplished that. Minority. The builders themselves. Uh, the builders themselves are that. I'll only do that because I've, well, I've been to it. If a, not yeah, the buildings, yeah. then the supplies that the teachers have at their disposal. I have to I have to have supplies asked for by the teacher. That's you don't have general. that. Yeah, right. At every school. LeBron's a perfect example of someone who's who's taken his resources and 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 tried injecting them into the community. To help, he started that school. That's true. He's not one of my favorite people, I but he's put his money where his mouth is. The only way that you 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 eliminate white supremacy is eliminating the fact that they're superior, and and they're superior. And the reason they're superior is because they've been superior for longer than us financially. Is a part of the, is a part of the mystery. The project didn't build the school. The county gave him permission to build a school to use their curriculum, right? So when you put money into those things, you have to put money into the places where it matters, where the curriculum is being built. And it's not LeBron James, right? So LeBron James money, you have to give it to someone, a representative, someone that can make that thing happen. LeBron James can't do it on his own. No, of course LeBron right. James. So when I say own. this money, it's going to be a month or two, right? And you don't know where it's going yet. It has to, it has to funnel through the system. So you're right. No, if, we, if they buy a representative, they probably will. That's what I, I hope they do. No, but it's already been identified to be going into PACs that are helping the Biden campaign. That's, that's 100% fact. You can you can look it up. You can look well, it up. That's, 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 that's not that's speculation. Argument. That's the argument. That's, okay. that's it was an argument you made. It was an argument you made, and money going into politics, it's almost always wasted, unfortunately, because the government is not efficient when it comes to spending our money. Because that's what they do. They spend and use our money to protect us. They don't produce their own money. That's true. And then also the people that make up the government, they're people, and that's, people are flawed, and people are going to take advantage of situations. Um, that's but just that's the way what, it is. That's actually what makes the LeBron James thing was so great is because he partnered up with the county and that local representative. Well, and I 100% support that 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 part of, of of what he did. But the fact is, we're talking about BLM. BLM has has donated a large portion of the funds that they've been raising from 
largely us, our, our, the black community. They've donated that towards a Biden campaign. They've also gathered from a, a lot of white liberals. I mean, a lot of white liberals. We, well. we talk about the actions of white liberals, but part of those actions are they do donate money to um, the, the campaigns. Um, now, what happens once that happens, or once that donation is made? That's where I kind of there would love a, to know more information. There is a there is a there is a point to make too that if they're donating that much money to Joe Biden, maybe they think that if they donate enough money, he'll be beholden to them as well. But that's never the case. It's it's never been the case. That means that's that's all the politics. They're beholden to somebody. Yeah. So what, let's donate all our money give, that give we worked so hard to raise to the to the guy so, that set segregation is is uh is better. So give me an example of how Black Lives Matter will benefit after they funnel this money to Joe Biden to get him elected. Are you saying so that now that Joe Biden, a career politician, is in power, what is he going to do to further the Black Lives Matter? Years in are, you, are, you, are you asking me if, if he feels that he's beholden to these people because they're my money? No, like if you, so you're, are, 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 you're, are, you're, are you arguing that point? No, no, you're saying the argument that they're doing it in the hopes that he is beholden to them, yeah. right? If he is beholden to them, what are the benefits that you see Biden can provide the Black Lives Matter movement? If you have a representative or somebody in Congress or a president who's beholden to you and you have certain issues that address your community. What are the certain issues that Black Lives Matter can have Biden help them move through the chain of command? We're talking about like social services for local okay. areas. Yeah. That, as I'm saying, Joe, but name one that Joe Biden would do because he's been in politics for 50 years, oh, maybe he'll, maybe for 40 years, maybe he'll elect and he them. hasn't done anything to further Black Lives Matter. And yeah. I mean, even before they were in, a, uh, in existence, he hasn't done anything to further black lives. He literally votes on things based on, is this going to keep me in office? Is this going to allow me to move forward in office? That's right. But maybe he'll select the black HUD secretary. Oh, no, never mind. Uh, yeah, Trump did that. But I think we still- No, listen. maybe he'll do criminal justice reform. No, still, Trump did that. We're still overlooking the point, right? So if he did this and we had no hold over anybody in Congress at that point in time, they don't. They now have a reason to, rep to represent them. So the only way that you think that Black Lives Matter or in general the Black movement can get ahead is to have government officials be beholden to them? To be honest, that's what happened in the beginning during Reconstruction. Well, tell me how Barack Obama did. worked out for you. What do you mean? What did he accomplish for the Black community? Because uh, it was reversed now, even when he was in office. When he was in office, what did he accomplish for the Black community? As president of the United States, the highest office you can have in the U.S. government. You mean not having children tried as adults or trying to try and change that. Also predatory, predatory lending amongst other things. What do you mean? Like, are, are you saying that oh, now it doesn't matter because it's been reversed, but during his office, those things that happen, that was a primary focus. Well, all I'm saying is that, that Black Lives Matter was funded. Who was president when Black Lives Matter was funded? When, when it was started, when it was founded? Oh, so Obama actually was. So, well, yeah. you know, what's interesting about that. There's two sides of that. It wasn't start, so, for Black Lives and, Matter and, and to start, and I don't mean to downplay Obama's Black, accomplishments. Well, no, Black Lives Matter could start for one of two reasons, right? It could start because it's a desperate need and a last-ditch effort to bring attention to something before it gets over the breaking point, or it could be something that we have a black president, we have a black attorney general. He's oh, trying. You to, mean Breonna Taylor's attorney general? Um, the, the the black guy that's doing nothing to to. I mean, this is why I'm saying this is why I'm saying that system's broken. I'm not bringing that Attorney General Barack to, to downplay what they've accomplished. I'm bringing them up because putting the money into politics is the wrong answer. It's, I agree with that is the wrong answer. So but I will say that you can start a movement. You can start a you can start a movement out of uh, having like positive things in place. Uh, Eric Holder, Black Attorney General. Barack Obama, black president, and then the Black Lives Matter movement starts because hey, we can further this agenda under a, a black administration as much as 
we can get in this particular case. So they think that that's the case. So they're going to start this movement. The other side is with Trump in office, he does intentionally stoke the, um, he antagonizes minorities and he's done that to get his base riled up because that's true. he does get the positive reaction that he loves when they start going, Woo, yeah, that's right. Get out of our country. And they, mm -hmm. and they love it. So you can start a movement because you're being oppressed or you can start a movement because, Hey, I'm, I'm being liberated right now. I, this is a time of words, in my opinion. I think Obama did do some actions too. I'd have to, again, we're trying to remember something that happened four years ago and that was the end of his uh, presidency. So I'll give you an example of one thing he did. He tried to make the owning a home an American dream for a That's lot true. of um, uh, minorities. And unfortunately, that attempt backfired and was um, amplified by bad uh, business practices by banks. And then, of course, he bailed them out. And that was the problem that I had with it was that he bailed the banks out that made the bad decisions on the people he tried to help out initially. And if anything, you should be bailing out the people you tried to help out initially and a new bank will form. But, um, you know, I'm saying a little bit too much because I don't want to be a target of the big banks. Go big banks. No, but but to that point, too, after that, too, that all the predatory lending regulations, he put them in place and they were repealed. He helped them. put them in place. Right, but they've just been, they've, a lot of them have been reversed already. Well, we kind of are in finance and we've been in finance if we're not yeah. currently. So uh, Even predatory they, lending is a thing, but also, like, I think we're trying to protect some people unnecessarily you know like i disagree with that part i i i, I don't understand credit i don't know people and this is true people on the on the very like who, who probably don't have uh, access to credit on a regular basis they have no constant i'm power. sorry if i have a 400 beacon i deserve a 30 percent interest rate it's not predatory lending it's what i deserve yeah and it this, doesn't matter if you're white black yellow if you if you don't pay your bills you're gonna get a higher interest rate that's not called predatory lending that's called lending yeah, they do. It, it, it's an unfortunate thing because a lot of times the reason why um, minorities are, they have higher interest rates is because they started further behind. So it's like the, the example where they we, say- we weren't, we weren't taught about credit early enough. And was, this is why well, I'm not, That's part of it. But the other part is the generational wealth aspect. I mean, when you have two or three generations ahead, it is a big deal. Now, how do you offset that? My opinion, you offset that by giving people a way to produce on land. And I'm not talking about reparations in the form of land and a mule and money. I'm talking about reparations in the form of allowing minorities to work. And minorities can be Native Americans, it can be black people. Uh, there's a lot of people disenfranchised in the setting up of this country. And that doesn't make the country any less great, but if you're gonna try to make up for it, let's try to make up for it a logical way. If you give uh, minorities the opportunity to work, they can hire other minorities. They can make their communities better. And just to give the money makes it very short-term. Say it again. Who work or to own their own? What are you saying? So here's the best part. If you can allow a black person to start a business without having to jump through all these legislative hurdles, like to create um, an LLC costs 150 bucks. Mm -hmm. To sign up with the Florida Sales Department of Revenue, you have to file quarterly reports. You have to track everything, That's and true. oftentimes it usually requires computer software. It just gets very cumbersome but, and difficult. The way so to at least remove the, the financial aspect is through opportunities. And 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 Black Lives Matter donating to towards politics isn't going to create opportunities for the black community. It's just exchanging they, they, money between two people. Correct. They 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 need to create opportunities for those funds. If they're receiving donations. At the rate that they're, that they're getting, they have the ability and the strength 
to create opportunities for the people who need it the most. And that's not by investing it into politics. My only argument politicians, whether you're black, white, yellow, no matter who's donating or who's lobbying, you never get your return back. I don't know. That's not true. Look at the Asian community, right? I think, I think that if you can get a representative in a specific area who are beholden to a community, that community can thrive because those regulations you're talking about, giving people grants and chances and waiver waiving entrance fees to own a business, they're the ones who are in control of doing that. Not you with your money unless you give money to what a small select fund of people who you who you just let who can do that and cannot. If I if I if, if I take some of those funds and create a charity for someone who has a good business plan and I pay for their startups for those LOCs and those fees that he was talking about, that does a lot more than government work. Every good business plan? Every good business plan. Yeah. And you don't have you're not gonna have it in this pocket to do that. What's what's the two hundred and fifty million dollars gonna do right now? Sitting in Joe Biden's campaign account. He's not gonna he's not gonna create opportunities for everyone. But two hundred and fifty million dollars at a local charity that's 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 giving that money away towards black business owners to to get their startup fees going, that's gonna accomplish a lot more. And then those black business owners are in turn gonna employ people at, at respectable wages, higher than probably what most in the area are getting paid at the time, just because we're creating opportunities or creating business. I just personally feel that the money should be allocated elsewhere. It it should not be spent in politics. We can create for ourselves way more than what than what government can, and that's and that's as as a conservative, that's, that's what I always believe. Less government involvement. Less government. Isn't, isn't that isn't that kind of thinking what got us in the mess in the first place? They no. came, the government came in and crushed us. No, you, no. So you, you brought up the Asian community. You know why the Asian community thrives? They don't have a good government presence. They thrive because they support themselves. They invest money into themselves. They do. They live in three generation households until they can afford to get their own house. They save. They work well together, and they don't rely on the government. They don't. Um, get government handout money to start their business ventures, but that would actually be the better of taxing the businesses because you're creating this uh, disincentive for people to create their own business. So are you saying that there should be a network, that we should already be a network created to be a place that we could benefit for ourselves? They should give small business loans the way that they give people student loans. No, because no, yeah, I disagree. Okay. <laughs> so, well, okay. well, let's think about this. Why are you giving a student loan to a 17 year old who doesn't know what their major is going to be in college, but you're going to allow them to go into seventy five to one hundred thousand dollars in debt? And if everybody because gets a college degree, what are true? Because education worth twenty thousand, if you get fifty thousand back, you made your money plus. So say that one more time. Because education is worth about twenty thousand dollars. How is it worth that? But how, how is it worth that? Huh? Because education, you think a credit hour is worth what it's worth? No, no. Education is being devalued because they're forcing everybody to go into uh, a higher learning degree, even if they end up in a career where they don't really need it. I think they overvalued it to begin with. To be honest with no, you. do you know why? This is not. Do you do yes. you know why the price of college went up so high? What? It's because Joe Biden's back bill was guaranteeing the debt that seventeen year olds signed up with college. You know, you can't declare bankruptcy on your student loan debt. Mm -hmm. So if you can't have the money that someone owes you ever go away, what's going to stop you from charging astronomical prices? If you look at when that bill passed, I think it was in the seventies or so, and when the price of student tuition started to skyrocket. It was those two things go hand in hand. And then the same thing happened in 08. Obama allowed uh, banks to take on these risky loans to promote everybody to get homeowner, uh, to be a homeowner. And then when that wasn't a good bet and banks actually facilitated those bad transactions, he was like, okay, well, I guess I got to bail out the banks. They're too big to fail. You can't do that. And all of those practices go back in time because 
federally or FDIC federal deposit insurance committee or whatever that stands for. Um, they, they made their bed early on with the banks guaranteeing 10%, um, guaranteeing a hundred percent of their, um, deposits while only having to maintain a 10% inventory of the dollar amount. Yeah. So all of these things are connected, but the common tie is government intervention. Government intervention tends to be more bad than good. So an example of good government intervention is the 1964 Civil Rights Act. But you know what's funny about that? That was just repealing other government intervention, calling for segregation and black people to sit in the back of the bus. Mm -hmm. So when Rosa Parks was protesting sitting in the back of the bus, guess what? That was a local government intervention that said that was the rule, that was the law. So the government had to pass a law to ban its bad laws, and we're just victims of whatever the government tells us to do. Isn't that kind of crazy? Yeah. yeah. After all this, we're, they, they still think it's the best idea to invest. More government intervention. And more government intervention. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to end on. I'd rather invest thoughts. my money in more Rosa Parks than more government intervention. We're going to do a closing thoughts. I'll do mine because it's a little funny. It's maybe not as heavy. Um, I saw a funny, I guess, meme, and it was talking about socialism, which is heavily influenced by government. And it said, uh, what did socialists use before candlelight? And the answer is electricity. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I got friends from Venezuela. This is not funny. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that was my closing thought is, you know, we can legislate ourselves into a state where um, we're going to start losing some of the luxuries we've come accustomed to. No, I think it's a it's a it's a good final thought. Um, Everett, any thoughts on the Black Lives Matter? Black government, Lives Matter, any government, of any any of that? Um, no, I don't know. Let's do things. I don't know. My final thoughts are both BLM related and sports related. Uh -oh. My boy, you know everybody knows I'm an Orlando Magic fan. I know you're talking about right now, actually. <laughs> Can you believe that this guy, Isaac, for everyone who's not paying attention, Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac. So my boy decides to stand and and for, for, for the national anthem. And Jersey shoots up to number two in sales. Behind LeBron. Right behind LeBron, because of course LeBron's always going to be number one, King James. And uh, the guy gets injured. ACL tear. Just a day after, right? Yeah. Twenty-four hours after his his jersey shoots up to number two. Mm -hmm. Twenty-four hours after his the the, the season opener for him, where uh, he stood, everyone else kneeled. I personally think that there was a lot of bad energy, bad juju thrown his way, a lot of haterade, a lot of evil eyes, and that's why the injury happened. Bad energy going his way. Oh, you think that's why the injury happened? Yeah. I thought the bad energy was as after he had the injury. No, I think the bad injury is the, the injury is a result of the bad energy that was thrown his way. Interesting perspective. From from possibly his own teammates and other NBA players. No. I don't agree with that, but it's an interesting perspective. Yeah, it is. I guess. Um, it's fair while I didn't know that. No, I mean um and I'm not a Miss Emmanuel here or Dr. Emmanuel. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I do believe when, when someone who has ill will for you, ill ill ill, Ill things will happen. She should get him some hydroxychloroquine uh, <laughs> and zinc. <laughs> so with that note, uh, we will end our podcast, our second one, and we'll continue to work on getting you guys uh, more content. So thank you guys for listening and um, reach out with your feedback.
Bye, Isaac Jersey. All right, bye.